I will set the zeitgeist straight. The movie has too much of the cast in it. Man, I'm saddled with Jeff Goldblum, <laughs> the world's most uncharismatic actor. <laughs> but it has no poetry. That's not what this is about. The so. problem was when the hero started facing adversity. Get off your soapbox, Laura Dern. <laughs> I want to square off on this guy at a dinner party. The music was thick. So far, you have not dazzled me. I'm just letting <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, welcome to Off the Mark, good chat on bad takes of great movies. I'm Dave Colombo. I'm Mick Andrews. Yeah, so on this podcast we like to find the greatest movies ever made, and we like to find the people that did not think that they were the greatest <laughs> movies that were ever made. The and respectful dissents in yeah, history. Yeah, <laughs> that, that are usually very respectfully worded, you know, like, it's, it's just, it wasn't my cup mm. of tea. I'm sure it'll make money. I yeah, yeah, line. that's the default line, <laughs> which I didn't get in any of these, but I'm totally sure someone said. Um, yeah, and yeah. today we're going to be covering The Wizard of Oz. Um, now, like, let's let's be clear. Like, this is a bit of a departure for us. I, I realize it's we, not directed. It's not directed by Steven Spielberg. Yeah, we needed like, <laughs> like my list is literally like we'll do Close Encounters and then we'll do Hook and then we'll do you know. So I know that we needed to branch out a little bit and and uh, like I mean literally another one that I wanted to do very soon was Alien, which is literally the thing in space. So yeah. I was like, let's <laughs> let's uh. Let's try to like broaden our horizons, and this is interesting because it's a a very different time, and and um, you know, you want to say that even what we just did with Star Wars, like wow, Star Wars has been around in the lexicon for for so long. Can mm -hmm. you even imagine a time before Darth Vader? And it's like no, like let's let's do one where it's like this is literally the fabric of Hollywood. It's, it's, it's required what people viewing. think of when they think of great movies. Right. It's iconic. Um, I'm pretty sure, I, I forget who deemed it this. I think the AFI, the Film Institute. But uh, somebody somewhere along the lines has, has dubbed this the most viewed movie of all time. Absolutely. Set aside box office success. If you want to talk about what is a, the true measure of the greatest piece of art, it is who has taken it in the most. Uh, or, or, or what piece has been, you know, that's got to be on anyone's list of like how you measure greatness. Or and Laura has is... a great joke where she talks about like being a nanny and like with kids movies, you never see the end. You just watch the beginning over and over, over, and, over. and over. So it's like she doesn't know, like, did Elsa let it go? I don't even know. Like, like, who's to say? Like, I never got that far. And I would definitely put Wizard of Oz up there as like. Not only is it a classic, it is a children's movie, which immediately multiplies how many times people have watched it by a million, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, in terms of like raw viewings, you also got to bear in mind all of the amount of time that it's spent in syndication on TV, like reruns, all that kind of stuff. It was like... re-released in 1949, 1955. These are all in theaters. 1989, 1998, 2002, 2006. Like even just the re-releases in theaters is like, yeah, let's yeah. let. And I, I went back and watched a little bit i didn't watch the whole thing but i watched a little bit of it to like prepare because i hadn't mm -hmm. i honestly hadn't seen it in years and even though i can't think of the last time i watched it, especially as an adult the every line was ingrained almost to an absurd degree in my body like even more so than like a jurassic park or like a back to the future for me where it's like those are just in my head this is like 
oh, no, no, Dave, you must have watched this a thousand times before you were even creating memories. Right. It's, so yeah, it's, like, it's deeper. It's, it's even deeper it, than anything it's else. It's a part of your psyche. It's like a psychological developmental thing that exists in people. Like, And yeah, that's totally true. I mean, that's definitely true of me. I, I have memories. Uh, some of my earliest memories as a kid are at my, you know, grandparents' house watching this. And they watched it when they were kids, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's pretty, it's um, a cornerstone of Americana. It's what people think of when they think of old Hollywood. And the the lore from this movie, like the back, like the behind the scenes stuff about this movie is legendary too. Well, that's so. something we should definitely talk about. I mean, I, I know that when we talk about the greatest movies ever made, I don't think anybody thinks that we mean the movies where everybody involved was a paragon of virtue and and it was all made for the right reasons uh, within the laws of the time. Like, of, of course, we're, we're talking about it within the perspective of the finished product. Like Trevor said uh, with, with Star Wars, a perfect movie is a movie that achieves what it set out to do and wizard of oz absolutely does that it's mm -hmm. just when you read about the history it is so hard to separate you know i'm glad i saw it and appreciated it as a kid a million times so that it was only by an adult where i'm like toto made more than the munchkins oh Okay, that affects yeah, that's my, rough. you know, and, and again, I don't know how many of those, like the movie's been around so long, I don't know how many of those stories are apocryphal or even worse than, than what the legend yeah. is, you know, how Judy Garland was treated, what they did, like, it's just, it, like the, the injuries on set, it's just crazy. I heard that the, uh, the scene where, uh, Dorothy and the Cowardly Lion fall asleep in the poppy fields. Uh, the thing, the material that they use for snow is just 100% asbestos. It's just, even though, even though at this point in time, they already knew asbestos wasn't good for you. It's just, doesn't that and, sound like you're doing an improv and someone's like, you know, be an old timey Hollywood stagehand <laughs> and you're just like, I'll tell you what we need, asbestos. <laughs> like, like there's no... It's, Breathe it in, Dorothy. It, it shines on camera. What like, is the yeah. worst thing? Or, or like, you know, yeah. But even, even not even the stories that I've heard, but because I know shit like that, when you see the scene when she's running into the house when the twister's coming and the window breaks off of the door of of the how of the wall and hits Dorothy and like knocks her silly, I know for a fact that wasn't done safely. I don't need yeah. to hear that story and know that, like, you know, yeah. like... He, oh, the, the title of stunt coordinator did not exist in no. 1939. And and so he, because I know all of the stories that I do know, hearing that, I'm like, I bet that was like, now this is going to come off and hit you. Now react. Yeah. And, and that am, was and sh and we're rolling. I also don't even buy that they were that courteous. I think they might have pulled a, <laughs> yeah. pulled a Hans Gruber on Judy Garland and 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 went on two instead of three. You know, yeah. what I mean? in order to <laughs> in order to get a real reaction. <laughs> that's what I do with this podcast. I'm like, are we ready to roll? And we're rolling. You know, like <laughs> th that's uh, when when you hear some of these reviews of what they say about Judy Garland. You know, when, when you know what she went through in the shooting, how old she was. And let's be honest. 16. She was 16 years 16. old. 16. She's crushing it. 
for yeah. a child actor in 1939. This is what always drives me crazy is that they'll be like, oh, she's really like chewing the scenery. Have you looked at the adults in this movie <laughs> or any movie from 1939? Yeah. Like everyone's like, hey, there, see, how we doing? What what what's going on? Oh, I don't know. Like I mean, everybody's yeah, doing that. Yeah, I I like her perform. Like I don't find she chooses the scenery nearly as much as the guy at the Emerald City who goes, now that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> like that yeah. guy is really like he's like I've yeah. got two lines and I'm gonna knock them both out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, yeah, but but it's uh, she's of, amazing in this movie. She's she incredible, really, and and the voice. I mean, it's it's really amazing, and and it it was the first example to me when I was a kid because I watched it and thought like, what a beautiful story, what an amazing actor, what an incredible voice. This is a great fun musical, and then you hear all of the horrible behind the scenes stuff, and you're like, oh. Not that it is necessarily worth it, but it was the first example to me of of seeing as a child, beautiful art can be made out of chaos and pain and anger. Mm -hmm. And and it taught me to not necessarily think that something that, that is beautiful on screen or a beautiful song or a beautiful painting necessarily had a beautiful creation right. process um there's uh, some other stuff that we should say about the behind the scenes stuff because i mean when you think of when you think of evil as a child you picture the wicked witch of the west she is like the quintessential kind yeah. of she struck fear in kids hearts for decades uh in reality margaret hamilton is famously considered an incredibly nice person to the point where judy garland had trouble acting scared around her in scenes because she's such a lovely person um and if anyone is interested they should look up the episode of mr rogers neighborhood where yep. she came on put on the costume and explained to america american children that witches are make-believe and that we we sometimes pretend to be scary so that we can show that how other people can be brave and that kind of stuff and it's just Literally, what an amazingly lovely person that literally I feel gives like. me chills. Yeah, her yeah. And, and her legacy, uh, you know, is this iconic character, of course. But like, I think that you know, when you hear the stories of of her in the back, like you know, behind the scenes and how lovely she was to everybody on set, and and how how kind she was to this sixteen year old girl who was carrying this movie on her back. Yeah. Um. You know, I I think that that should always be part of a conversation. Is you know when you hear you know she's she's she will forever be seen as a wicked person but she was she was incredibly nice and kind have so. you ever heard of the uh sesame street legend no what's that's my favorite thing in the world my favorite thing in the world more than anything else is lost media and mm. apparently there was a it, it is the holy grail of lost media a missing sesame street episode where she reprises her role as the witch the the and and it does a thing where like her broom drops into Sesame Street and like Big Bird gets it and she's trying to get her broom back and apparently very much wow. like the Mister Rogers Neighborhood she like spends the episode it talks about bullying and and what it means to be like mean and and stuff like that but apparently it wasn't handled nearly as well and scared the shit out of children oh, and no. so it 
rated so poorly that they removed it. They played it once and then removed it from like all syndication, all DVD releases. And there was only for years, there was only like a couple of weird publicity stills of her, you know, in her old age, dressed like, you know, back as the Wicked Witch of the West. And it's it's so funny because like, here she is who was like, she was 36 when she did Wicked Witch in the movie and so here she is much later in life in clearly the 70s like everyone's got bell bottoms it's just weird to see the <laughs> wicked witch of the west in a, in a groovy yeah, the wicked witch like, is here hey lady sit on it you know <laughs> like whatever <laughs> so, but apparently they recently found the full episode for years it was like this holy grail where people only had like grainy photos of her on set but now, oh, like, smokes. they actually they found, found it, it, and it's you can watch it online for free in in full HD. And it's just, and it is really weird, and it's not like... It's Does not, she do, like, the green face makeup and all that I stuff? I remember it... that, but I don't, I don't know for sure. Okay. <clears throat> but it cracks me up because it's like, it just wasn't handled as well as the Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers was like, hey, kids... This isn't real. Let's talk right. about it. This is my friend Margaret, is I think how he introduces yeah, yeah, yeah. her. But, like, but the Sesame yeah. Street episode is like, you know, like, hey, here's a witch who drops a boom. It's like, <laughs> yeah. There's like a story. Like, she yeah, drops yeah. her broom into Sesame Street. Now, what do you do to get your broom back? How would a witch mess with Big Bird? It's just very strange. Right. So let's talk about it. So uh, August 25th. 1939. Ah. Hitler was about to get his bell rung. Like, you know, we try to do like pop culture. You know, <laughs> yeah, what was Jesus going on? Christ. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we do for pop culture for this? Like, I wanted to look at what other movies were out around the time, uh-huh. but like, what's the point? It would just be like Cat's Meow, followed by Ducky Shincracker, followed by Eight to the Bot, like all of these weird 1930s movies yeah. that nobody would have, you know. It, it had a budget of nearly $3 million and <laughs> made $25 million. Um, uh, here's the thing. I want my kids to see this movie on VHS because I mm. just put it on HBO Max. And I tell you what, HD does not do this movie any favors. The very clearly painted backdrop like edge of the set is mm-hmm. so visible now oh it's yeah when okay. i was a kid it's too clean yeah, yeah. When, when when i was a kid the yellow brick road goes on forever like literally mm-hmm. into rolling hills like into the countryside watching it on hbo max in full hd it is it is it's like a looney tunes painting on the side of a wall yeah. And and you watch you can you watch <clears throat> Judy Garland literally go like off to see the wizard the wonderful wizard of oz walking 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 and we're fading out right before she hits the edge of the right, wall. She walks into a wall. Oh boy. Every scene looks like the same, you know, like cafeteria hangar that they they shot the same <laughs> of this it, it's it's really hard to watch cuz you're like that's just a painting. Like it's it's yeah. tough. Yeah. I heard that the only exterior shots are in the entire movie the only actual like real real world shots are the sky at the beginning of the movie (laughs) everything else is inside yeah yeah like why can't you you can't put a a a kansas house outside you can't film all a set no 
<laughs> it's all a studio set. Yeah, and it's all very like literally like you know sponge painting. It's very abstract. It's just kind of it's very tough. It's very weird. So let's let's jump into this this first review here. Cool. Um this is ridiculous. Uh this is from the New Yorker. This one's called The Wizard of Hollywood. MGM's Technicolor production of The Wizard of Oz displays no trace of good taste, imagination, or ingenuity. I already hate this. I already hate <laughs> That's the you title. for doing this to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know okay. if I want to do the the absurd Atlantic accent for the whole thing, but it's just so hard <laughs> to read writing from the 30s and not, you know, yeah. instantly throw in. Here we go. Fantasy is still Walt Disney's undisputed domain. This was forcibly born in on me as I sat cringing before MGM's Technicolor production of The Wizard of Oz which displays no trace of imagination, good taste, or ingenuity. Cringing. <sighs> I will rest <sighs> my case against The Wizard of Oz on one line of dialogue. It occurs in a scene in which the Wicked Witch is trying to persuade Dorothy, the little girl from Kansas, to part with her pair of magic slippers. Should, can we just, just for a sec, like, <clears throat> I'm going to base my entire opinion of this movie on one line of dialogue. Yeah. Like, sure, that's how you evaluate movies. Right, but also, <laughs> this better be a hell of a clunky line yeah, that you're yeah. about you, to mention. Because it destroys the Wizard of Oz for the you. The whole movie is done, yeah. Is this the first, can we just stop, because they, they referenced the Technicolor. Is this the first color movie? Am I misremembering that? There was a technical achievement here in terms of like the vibrancy of the color. Like I, because the stories you you hear of people who watch it, like who watched it when it came out are like, people were blown away at yeah. the, like how, how the color pops in this movie, which it, I mean, I. It does. It's. I think it does. I think it still does when you. Especially juxtaposing the kind of sepia of the the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes of it. Anyway, it's sorry, continue. Little, little this... weird piece of trivia, but do you know that that whole uh, sepia story with the, the painting, I mean, the, the painting the set? When no. they open, when she opens the door, that's already in color. The inside of the cabin is in color, but they painted it all sepia and used a oh. double who is dressed in those tones so that opening the door into the Technicolor beautiful set looks like a, an awesome camera trick, wow, but it's really just... What a fun... Oh, that's great. But again, I bet it was like, here, here's some brown paint. Go, yeah, go over I in the corner. They, and, I know. bet they covered her in lead-based paint in order to get it done. <laughs> <This> yeah. horrible <laughs> stuff to make this beautiful shot. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the Wizard of Oz. Uh, I will. Uh, bah, 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 bah. I will rest my case against the Wizard of Oz on one line of dialogue. It occurs in a scene in which the Wicked Witch is trying to persuade Dorothy, the little girl from Kansas. Are you trying to think of what line it is that totally ruins the movie? I, I am. I yeah. know we all are. We're all thinking, what line could it possibly be? To part with a pair of magic slippers. The Good Witch interrupts them, warning Dorothy not to give up on the not to give up the slippers. Whereupon the Wicked Witch snarls. You keep out of this. Well, there it is. Either you believe witches talk like that or you don't. I don't. Since The Wizard of Oz is full of stuff as bad as that or worse, I say it's a stinkaroo. 
No, you fuck off. It <laughs> doesn't say stinker. It's <laughs> yes, a stinker. If you asked me to write what, what I think they were thinking. Up. Oh my god. You keep out of this. That's not the kind of thing a witch would say. What would a witch say? You keep out of this. Uh was was you keep out of this some like hip 30s slang that clearly didn't fit in a fantasy? Like was it like did nobody oh my say God, you, you keep think out that's of what this? it is that it's that has too to cool be. for a witch to say but like because it's it's almost 100 years since this movie's been made. It, There's now... no other explanation. <laughs> that like like two years before that in some movie some some cool cat said hey you keep out of this and everyone was like hey that's the new wow, thing like that's some... it must oh be because God. there's no way a witch saying you keep out of this is is the is the the issue <laughs> i thought it was going to be something like super schmaltzy something like you know there's no place like home or you know like like oh my god you keep out of this is would not have remembered that was a line simply because that's so innocuous. I mean, there's as... there's also talking lions saying, I don't have courage. Like if if we're if the bar is a witch wouldn't say you keep out of this. At one point, oh my God, at one point a... there's a scarecrow with a gun. So what are you talking about? <laughs> Hang your entire uh, hat like your entire perception of this movie on you keep out of this because you and that's probably at the point where Glinda and the Wicked Witch of the West are in the same scene so that's got to be Munchkin Land I'd yeah. imagine which means that this is about ballparking like 20 minutes into the movie we're still like kind of pre like setting off on the actual adventure to write off a movie of this magnitude and just be like I'm out I'm out. Like I'm out. You you lost me at you keep out of this. If I'm if I'm correct, this is after we are introduced to the Lollipop Guild. There <laughs> there I mean you're in Munchkin Land. Yeah. Yeah, oh well, the, all of that is fine. All that of I that, buy. That I buy. Yeah. But you yeah. keep out of it. That's, you keep out that's of where cuz cuz that's also that's the nature of their discontent is I wouldn't believe that a witch would say that. <laughs> yeah. It's not just it's poor dialogue. It's just I I am no longer immersed <laughs> as a result <laughs> of this this uh far too hip dialogue. I um, um <laughs> I when I was a kid, the scariest thing in any movie for me that I could not watch was when um the slippers disappear off the corpse of the dead witch oh and the, and the feet curl up that tim yeah. burton shit like what are yeah, you doing that was, that like was with like the, 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 the you know the line stockings and everything yeah like i could not watch it and it really is there is so much of this movie going back and watching it again that is a hundred percent like on social media right now you can't say death or or you know you have to say like unalive and you there's all mm -hmm. of this like you know, phrasing to avoid triggering people. All the Wizard of Oz is, is she murders somebody and the munchkins are cheering about the deaths. They're running around with the death certificate. She's dead. You killed her. The witch comes out. You killed her. Yes, I killed her. And then, then later at the end, like, you know, like bring me the broomstick. Well, we can't do that unless we kill her. You'll have to kill her. 
like yeah. the the original cut of this movie well first off the wizard of oz is a book way darker mm. way darker i got that vibe uh, a lot yeah um the the i mean listen the iron the 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 tin man has an axe and he uses it like Shit. let's leave it there wow. like um there are killer bumblebees that attack them and they end up stinging each other to death when they go through the scarecrow uh the the wizard is very explicit about like i'm not looking for the broomstick you gotta you gotta murder that woman like he, wow. he is clear like you gotta kill her that's the way you get home is if you kill that witch but yeah th i do know that like the production of this movie was a constant back and forth of like can we show this to kids can we yeah. like like is this too dark like the um the skywriting scene where it says uh surrender dorothy was originally supposed had had the line or die at the end of it um and they had to they cut that part like yeah. it just became surrender dorothy because they didn't want to freak kids out like so it was a constant battle of which like a battle of like is this too far for a children's movie which when you think of like 1939 sensibilities it's amazing that it's even watchable for kids right days. yeah <laughs> uh it's pretty incredible because like you said the whole the curling shit like there's some freaky stuff in this movie but, but. i think that that's that cocktail of some stuff that's slightly over the line like i've oh i've always been confused that scarecrow has a gun that he's walking through the desert, he's walking through the woods, and he's just, he's holding a pistol, and he doesn't know what he's doing, you know, but, like, there are little moments that are... I mean, that's the character you want to be holding a gun, the one who has no brain. That's... <laughs> You know, that's you, the you, guy you want to give a firearm to. definitely not the one who's metal who is very sturdy <laughs> and not gonna move you know but like like at that cocktail of um good for kids good for kids good for kids something that's slightly on the line good for kids good mm -hmm. for kids something that's slightly on the line all it would have taken was one thing that went too far for this maybe for this movie to maybe kind of fall into obscurity but the fact that there was enough for enough generations to follow where now we all kind of accept that it's just like like you're saying like the implication of the 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 huntsman's axe the the tin man's axe like there there's the the darkness of the the mm -hmm. trees throwing the apples it's fucking crazy like there there's some dark shit the the monkeys are terrifying absolutely yeah, terrifying, terrifying. Yeah. the moment at the end when when she gets the water thrown on her which Shyamalan totally ripped off for signs um uh like she's it goes on it's just just one wide shot of her slowly melting everybody watching in real time as this creature yeah nobody does anything yeah everyone yeah. just kind of stands there <laughs> as she is in agony for about pure agony 20, 20 seconds i feel like it lasts <laughs> it in the going. actual movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's you know, really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's panicking kinda, yeah like, all right <laughs> yeah you're watching yeah, they, like body horror like she's she's like literally dissolving you know for a kid that's a lot same review yeah, yeah. Who who just said stinkaroo? Oh, stinkaroo! The vulgarity of which 
The vulgarity of which I was conscious all throughout the film is difficult to analyze. Part of it was the raw, eye-straining technicolor. Applied with a complete... Oh, fuck you. <laughs> you know, first time I've ever seen it. Not ever, Yeah, <laughs> mind-blowing color technology. Oh, it hurts my eyes. Like, <laughs> oh, what am I looking at? This, this, Get like, it away from me. This would be like the guy who's like in heaven complaining, you know, like, mm, the clouds are really bright. Like, come on, guys. Like, dude, come on. <laughs> Part of it was the raw, eye-straining technicolor applied with a complete lack of restraint. And the gags! Exclamation point. Let me give you just one. Dorothy is telling... Here comes another line that he didn't like. Dorothy <laughs> is telling the wizard about the fate of the Wicked Witch. She just melted away, Dorothy says. Liquidated, eh? The wizard comes back quick as a flash. He's a card, that wizard. You ought to hear him ribbing the boys in Dave's blue room some morning. Don't understand the reference. What? What the hell? But you're mad that the wizard had like a quip. Isn't that so specific? Oh my God. That's so, that's. The whole movie is like, well, you ought to this. Well, if you do that, like it, that's what the whole, that's what every, every movie is. Yeah, it's lines. It's dialogue. It's also like you're in the 30s. That's how people talk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> do you do you watch a Marx people Brothers? Are, people are famously quippy when they use that mid-Atlantic accent. Are you watching a Marx Brothers movie going like you guys could all tone it down? <laughs> I really uh, I don't appreciate the back and forth you guys are using these days. It you seems know? So it's a little too fast for me. What 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 is he You said stinkaroo. <laughs> you you said it. <laughs> you said stinker. You are yeah. You are equally to blame, sir. Yeah. Bert oh, Lar is the cowardly lion. Is funny but out of place. If Bert Lar belongs in the land of Oz, so does Mae West. This is nothing against. <laughs> this is nothing against Lar or Miss West, both of whom I dearly love. But I don't like the singer. Uh, let's say little people didn't use that word under any circumstances, yeah. but I found them especially bothersome in Technicolor. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. So, so first of all, so let's, let's recap that paragraph. Bert yeah. Lahr was all right, but shouldn't have been in this movie. If he, if he is in this movie, he should have also been next to Mae West, which is not a bad thing because I like them both. Yeah. Also, which by the way, that little line right there, I like them both. Is the most Hollywood like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. schmoozer, like Jiminy Glick bullshit I've ever heard. <laughs> Just this, like, they're both close personal friends of mine. Right. But right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm connected in Hollywood. Uh, that's. But, but also, there were little people who were singing who I didn't. I wouldn't like under any circumstances. Is what he says. But I found them especially bothersome in Technicolor. Oh, oh! <laughs> Physically cringing at that. Physically makes me uncomfortable. If you're a to good person say and you so. were watch, you were watching that, you were reading this review up to this point. If you got to this point, you almost have to like go see the movie just to spite him, because of how horrible that last line is. I mean, I was a little worried when you said we were going to do a movie from 1939. Yeah. Um, what we were going to see. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not surprised, but I'm still disappointed. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's that's off. What an awful thing to say about a group of uh, another group of people who, who, by the way, knock it out of the park in this movie. A hundred percent knock it out of the park. It's, you know, um, it's a phenomenal sequence. It's a great scene. It's it's probably the thing people think when I think of the Wizard of Oz. The first thing I picture is her walking out into Munchkinland. Yeah, like that's there's no and so and that is in large part due to the performance of the Munchkins, who absolutely are wall to wall. What a what a fun um, scene. What an, there's so much going on. The, mm-hmm. the movement. The, the it's a it's a it's an old Hollywood production like it's a it's you know it's a theatrical this is the new republic september 24th 1939 the wizard of oz was intended to hit the same audience as snow white and won't fail for lack of trying it has dwarfs music technicolor freak characters and judy garland I don't want to know what they mean by freak characters i don't want to know what they mean by putting judy garland at the end it can't be expected to have a sense of humor as well and as for the light touch of fantasy it weighs like a pound of fruitcake soaking wet you know Mm. how this movie has a light touch of fantasy Mm. it's a very light touch of fantasy this movie (laughs) and it doesn't have a sense of humor apparently no there's no levity to this movie there's no levity Children will not object to it, especially as it is this as it is a thing of many interesting gadgets, but it will be delightful for children mostly to their mothers and any kid tall enough to reach up to that ticket window will be found at the Tarzan film down the street. I, I, I like to like in this sentence, you've got all the greatest hits. It's not funny. It only has a light touch of fantasy. And anybody old enough to buy a ticket for it won't want to see it. Like, yeah, light touch of fantasy is making me matter and matter the more you say it. It's she's she befriends a talking scarecrow, man made of steel, and a and a literal lion as they walk down a golden road to a city made out of emerald gems to go after a witch to meet a wizard <laughs> yeah. to kill a to witch. kill a witch. Light touch, Over, of fantasy, light touch of fantasy weighs like a pound of fruitcake soaking wet. The most 1930s. That's so 1930s. That's, yeah. you know, yeah. That's such an old reference. Although oh, it is an... also so lofty, I can imagine a reviewer in the 70s, 80s, or 90s using it because they were so detached from culture as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like mm-hmm. a, 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 these reviewers that we've read for these more recent movies where they're just like, it hangs in the air like a turnip. It's like, okay, dude, you know, like, <laughs> easy, man. <laughs> the story, of course, has some lovely and wild ideas. Men of straw and tin, a cowardly lion, a wizard who isn't a very good wizard. But the picture doesn't know what to do with them. Except to be painfully literal and elaborate about everything. Cecil B. DeMille and the 7,000 Dwarves by actual count. <laughs> Yeah, it is it's it's the Wizard of Oz. It's it's gonna yeah. be literal. It's it's a children's movie. And also, like to that point, it's a children's movie. Um, it's important 
there there is a certain like I think it matters to be fair to a, a children's movie in terms of like there's a certain level of explicitness that is needed for a children's movie that isn't necessarily you can have a lot more subtlety in a movie that is clearly geared for adults the way this is not um i think it helps this movie that the movie that each time a new character <clears throat> excuse me each time the, a new character is presented um their goals and objectives and their key to personal growth is very clear i need a brain i need a heart I need courage. It and and Dorothy, obviously, I need to find a way home. That helps a child understand what they're doing, where they're going, and why they're doing it. Why they're all together. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it misses <laughs> the point of the movie to knock it for being explicit for that because it's designed to explain these kinds of goals to a kid so that they can see the growth. It's nice <laughs> to know that even back in 1939, movie reviewers completely assumed that. This will this will be an this will be an aesthetic for me. This movie will will achieve everything and do everything that I want it to. And there's no compartmentalization of I'm going to see a kids movie. So let me write the review from the perspective of does it succeed as the does it succeed as the story of the Wizard of Oz? Yes, great. Yeah. Now let's talk about the rest. But like the fact that it's just like, huh? Way to be blunt. I need a brain. I need a heart. I need courage. I need a refund. Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Here's the end. Uh, The things I liked best were the design for the witch's castle and the air raid of the things with wings. The control room in which Frank Morgan is discovered controlling the light and sound effects that make the wizard. I also love the the Wizard of Oz. The actual wizard is one of my favorite characters in in any movie. Um, Not to inundate everybody with trivia facts, but... Uh, they were trying to find the costume for him. They they kept l- looking for a certain kind of. They wanted him to look kind of shabby, but also like at some point he was a you know gentleman kind of look. Uh, I think the <clears throat> the phrase that they they described with the coat that they wanted for it was like this shabby gentility mm-hmm. is kind of the ideal coat. So they went all over Hollywood trying to find this uh, coat. They bought like hundreds of coats from the rack from Goodwill found a coat that was perfect. Uh, and they checked the inside liner and it's a bespoke coat that was made for, it had the name of the person who it was made for in it. And it was L Frank Baum, the writer of wizard of Oz. Uh, um, that is such an insane, like that's yeah. one of those that could absolutely be true, but because it's so old Hollywood, like, yeah, it's you don't amazing. buy it. Amazing. <laughs> it's it's like, you know, like, you know, John Wilkes Booth's son was best friends with Lincoln's son. Like kind of yeah, like it's one of those like, where you're just like, no. no. <laughs> My brain can't. Yeah. So apparently they checked with his widow who confirmed that it was one of his coats. Absolutely crazy. And um they gave it to her at the end of production. I don't know if everybody does this, but um, in certain movies like this, especially very old movies, I like to recast them in my head with today's people, mm. um, just to see like, if I got in charge of making this movie today and money were no object, who would, I... and the wizard is always one that I like toss around a bunch of different people. Who, who would you cast? Uh, do you have someone in mind? Yeah. Okay. Let's say on three. All right. All right. Ready? One, one two, two, three. three. Brian Cox. Donald Sutherland. Oh, oh! 
Interesting. Donald Sutherland's a great choice. I pick Brian Cox because, you know, in the last few decades, he's only played absolute assholes. Yeah. But I think when he smiles, there's so much light behind the eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and he could do it. A warmth there. Yeah. He could be that huckster, but also, you know, yeah. Donald Sutherland. I, That's great. I like Donald Sutherland because I like him as I think it would be a good contrast to uh, him in Hunger Games is kind of what made me think of it. Uh, yeah. And he's kind of been my fixed point for a while in that character. I have another one that I feel like is a little more controversial. But if we're going to go a completely different direction. Yeah. Jake Johnson. Uh, the guy who voices Spider-Man in oh, yeah. uh, the the new animated movies. He's also in New Girl. I, I, if we're going to go like young with it, because mm-hmm. I really like him as kind of like this like magician in a caravan kind of yeah. look. Like I think he can pull off that kind of, um, you know, the, the non-wizard of when he's, what's the character's name? Oh, God. Uh, Professor Marvel, mm-hmm. uh, which, mm-hmm. by the way, sounds like a comic book character. But... I think that he'd be great. What if you did like a young Wizard of Oz and you cast someone like James Franco and you <laughs> and you went you went I mean, boring. That's a you went boring and like you really you don't do the writing, you don't do good effects, and you have the movie be like completely forgettable. Huh? Uh I'm I'm on board as long as JD from Scrubs can be a monkey in it. Uh <laughs> That's my that's the hill I'm dying on. Here's the here's the last <laughs> line. Morgan, uh Frank Morgan is in fact the only unaffected trooper in the bunch. The rest either try too hard or are Judy Garland. Oh shut up. Oh I hate I hate that. It isn't that this little slip of a miss spoils the fantasy so much as that her thumping, overgrown gambles are characteristic of its treatment here. When she is merry, the house shakes, and everybody gets wet when she is lorn. So, like, basically saying she's chewing the scenery. Mm-hmm. Apps, we, as we've discussed, not, not at all. You want to look at like what kid actors in, up until the modern day, how little effort they put into things. What what she is doing is absolutely a hundred percent what the part is asking for, and more so. Yeah, she's crushing it. It's it's literally called like it's 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 a it's a it's. Oz is Wonderland. Oz is fantasy oz is a place where a child that is put there is gonna go what like what like there is gonna be big reactions to things as she's by herself trying to figure this out and like the the closest person she has to a grounding reality is a talking fucking scarecrow (laughs) so so (laughs) like the character calls for a little bit of bigness to it um she crushes this movie as does you know the character actors who play the rest of the ensemble again it's literally just a reviewer going not my sensibility not Not exactly what i was hoping for there's no there's no consideration what this movie is setting out to do does it achieve that at all it's just it, it absolutely blows my mind so is yeah. your mind changed though? Like after all, after all of this? <laughs> uh no, I still think that this it's movie It's not a stinkeroo. 
Yeah, it's not a stinker, Rue. Uh, I think this movie rightfully is um, timeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's fantastic. Um, you know, it's not the first movie I put on, but I think it's a it's required viewing if you're interested in movies at all. Obviously, yeah. uh, I think it's the kind of movie, and and it goes to show that like people who who are not interested in film, like people who never watch movies, have seen this movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. you are exposed to it by osmosis, and that's for very good reason. I think it's a phenomenal film. On the subject of um you know, the, the coat and everything. Have you ever seen, have you ever in person seen one of the Ruby, Ruby slippers sets? Um, I did when I was a kid, I was probably like nine or 10 years old. I did a trip down to DC, um, to the Smithsonian where it was kept. Yeah. And I'll be honest as a nine year old, I was far more interested in seeing Kermit the frog. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) <laughs> but I do remember seeing it, and I remember somebody there saying that, like, um, the carpet in front of it has to get replaced every year or so because it's the mo- the single, like, most viewed thing yeah. in the entire, like, film and television, Smithsonian or wherever it is, Museum of, like, Americana, whatever it is. And there's always those stories of, like, how many of them they made, like, so- like two pairs are lost one was found in in like you know someone's attic you know the others like like it's i love the stories of like I, i'm crazy about movie props i don't know why but i fall um like i really fall for like this was a physical thing that was used to in part of this beautiful creation of this thing yeah, that has, it's very fun everybody has looked at for you knowing that like the ruby slippers are like the top movie prop if you could have any movie prop in history oh gosh and and you also get um let's just throw this out there you get um housing you know hermetically sealed however it is that you need to display it that's also included Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the first thing that came to mind without even thinking about it was uh the ring from lord of the rings nice yeah that would be uh that would be incredible that would be a cool one Oh gosh, you put me on the spot. Do you have one? Yeah, I mean, you have one in mind. The Grail Diary from Last Crusade. Oh, that's that's pretty yeah, great. I mean, that's an excellent choice. Opened to the you know the stainless steel the the, the stained glass thing with the Roman numerals. I mean, mm-hmm. that it would be yeah. I know there's like facsimiles that people have made, but no, I want the I want the OG. You want the OG? When I yeah. went to Venice, I walked. Because it's one continuous path when they get off the gondola and walk to the converted church for that scene. Mm-hmm. I recreated that exact walking path to get to that spot. That was the first thing we did when I got to Venice for my honeymoon. Was like, That's, honey, you're following me. We are going. We're doing we're this walk. Walking to do this. Yeah. Do you go into a church and just start smashing the tiles on the <laughs> yeah. ground? I I, I walked up. Sir, and, what are you doing? <laughs> Not now. Okay, so here are my three reviews. Two reviews and a lie. Let's do it, buddy. Here are three one-star reviews from from IMDb for uh, Wizard of Oz. Two of them are real. One of them I made. I made up. Which one of these did I come up with? Mm -hmm. This is just one of those old movies that are low budget. It has a nice story, but there's eye catchers or cliffhangers. Nothing interesting. It's like, what the heck am I watching? 
It so slow, bad acting, and cheesy. One out of ten. Okay. Number two. My son is terrified of Wizard of Oz. He <laughs> screamed when the trees throw the apples. He screamed at the monkeys. And he screamed when they kill the witch. Traumatizing and nauseating. One out of ten. That's number two. Okay. Number three. The Wizard of Oz is great. My favorite thing about it is the color change from Kansas to Oz. I always thought that the Scarecrow had a crush on Dorothy. I also love the little guy who follows Dorothy into Oz from her home, Toto. If you've never seen this movie, you really have to. It's definitely a must-see. One out of ten. <laughs> Very clearly, somebody did not know how to press the right button. No, or, or thought, like, well, I would rank it first out of ten movies. First out of ten movies. This is the one that I would watch. <laughs> um okay i oh god if you did that to me that would be some sinister (laughs) shit i can't believe you would we gotta change it up i know i know um are you that are you that devious I, (laughs) I, i wonder see i'm torn between one and two only because the first one i feel like has some real some typo red herrings yeah. that's a smart smart move i'm learning um we need to incorporate uh terrible grammar in these reviews but the second and, one is like why would you just talk about those things yeah like, just what, those things you know? and and also i really i don't mean to be judgmental here but i'd be surprised to hear somebody use the word nauseating in a review ah that... good point yeah 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 also traumatizing I, traumatizing and nauseating um i'm gonna go with number two you get a point that's the one i wrote hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) a real person said this is just one of those old movies that are low budget it has a nice story (laughs) it has a nice story but there's eye catchers or cliffhangers (laughs) (laughs) yeah like (laughs) it has a nice story but it as a, counterpoint, as a counterpoint, it also has cliffhangers. So uh, and eye catchers. Don't forget the eye catchers. <laughs> oh, and eye catchers. Eye catchers or cliffhangers. <laughs> or yeah, it has a nice story. But I, there's who's to say which catch- one it has. <laughs> I love it so much. There's there's art to this. Oh my god. Well, I think I will say to your credit, we are getting. I think as a as a as a class, we are all improving in terms of writing awful reviews. Yeah. Um, it's about finding three different kinds of crazy and then asking you which one, <laughs> you know, because it's just, it's tough. There are also, I, I do get inspiration from a few of them yeah, where somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. says something like, like the review isn't bad enough, but they take an idea where I'm like, oh, that's something that <laughs> that's, I can, I can work that in. Um, yeah. But I liked, yeah, like, uh, the trees throwing apples. That feels like something people are like, why did they do that? Why, like- I don't understand <laughs> this one specific scene. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's been The Wizard of Oz. Give us a yeah. like on Apple Podcasts. Like, share, subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I'm Dave Colombo. I'm all over social media. Um, Dave Colombo on TikTok, uh, at DVD Colombo on Instagram. Leave us a comment uh, on any of my socials with your own terrible review for any of the movies that we've covered, and we'll read it out on the next show. What movies you think we should do next? Um, yeah. Any parting words for us here tonight? 
Uh, there's no place like home, ladies and gents. Everybody <laughs> have a great night. Uh, everybody have a great day. Everybody enjoy themselves. Hopefully uh, your day is not a stinkaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, this has everybody. been Off the Mark.